This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Uni Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat, and I'm your host. I'm so glad you're here. Before we get started, quick reminder that although I'm a therapist and this is a podcast dedicated to mental health, this does not serve as a substitute or attempt to be a substitute for therapy itself. However, it may help. It may help you in regards to your mental health and hopefully today as we're talking about pleasure, your satisfaction with your life. And it also might help get you into therapy if that's something that you haven't tried before. Now, I know this podcast usually deals with some heavy stuff, some serious stuff, but what I know to be true is that it is important to have balance in our lives. And that's actually part of the description of this podcast. We're talking about tough stuff and learning how to find joy through it all. Things can't be serious all of the time. We don't need to be working on ourselves 24-7 or always trying to figure things out, always try to better ourselves. Sometimes it's okay to just recharge. And I've learned that it's actually necessary to just enjoy life for the sake of enjoying life sometimes and just feel good. And feeling good isn't bad. I don't know who needs to hear that. It reminds me of my annoyance with people talking about how busy they are or how hard and how much they work. And I did an episode on this a couple weeks ago and talked about how the hustle culture is turning into burnout culture. And we cannot just keep trying to trick ourselves into thinking that we love working 24-7. We need to enjoy ourselves. Also, I need to mention that feeling good is not something you have to earn. We confuse this sometimes because of the reward systems that our world revolves around, which aren't all bad. They're helpful at times, but pleasure is necessary for a full life and you don't have to earn a full life. We're allowed to attempt to attain it regardless of who we are, or what we've done. So why? Why am I talking about this? 
Why did I start out with this little soapbox? Well, because last week, Amy, my friend Amy, who hosts Four Things with Amy Brown, that podcast, and also whose podcast network I'm on, hello, sent me this post from The Angry Therapist, and it was all about pleasure. And I want to read it to y'all because this guy has a point, and we need to talk about it. He writes, take your pleasure seriously. If you've only had gas station sushi, you probably won't crave it much. If sex has only felt like an obligation, you won't know what it feels to be naturally high. If you've never hugged canyons on motorcycle, you may not understand what it means to be one with a machine. If you never jumped out of a plane, got lost in a city, slept underneath stars, danced until the sun came up, you may feel that life is cold soup. Without pleasure threaded into your life, work will taste bland. What if you love work? Wonderful. But you must also take in play for life to shine. And this play must be taken seriously in order to know how much you've needed it. A lot of times we don't know how much we've needed something because we never allowed ourselves to have it. Most of us do not love our work. As a matter of fact, most of us dread it. So while we're searching for passion and purpose, stretching our bright spots may be the only reminder that there is more to life than living it. Pleasure doesn't just fall in our lap. We must seek it, create it, and lean backwards into it with our eyes closed and arms folded like it's a test. Because it is. And if you fail, your relationship with your life will be on thin ice. Your world will be small and your thoughts will be narrow. There's more to life than money or the ability to make money. There's more to life than finding love. There is more to life than raising children. There is more to life than finding your purpose. A complete life also means to experience pleasure. For many, it's difficult to accept this. Pleasure is aligned with guilt or feelings of undeserving. This is programming and it stems from early on, from our upbringing, the pressures we or they put on us. This mindset blocks the connection with ourselves. Our lives become incomplete and stale. We end up chasing things that don't matter. We eat shit and strip ourselves of life's truest nectar. And then in his caption, he wrote, how are you threading pleasure into your life? And I really just love this, especially where he says we end up chasing things that don't matter. It's so true. We often spend so much time working towards or on things that don't actually feel all that great. And then life feels just very serious. We tend to have timelines and deadlines and we tend to focus on the fact that we need to clean the house and do the laundry and pick up the kids and go to the post office and then we like need to get this promotion and we focus on finding a spouse or we focus on saving enough money to buy a house. And at the end of the day, do you ever think about what part of the day you really enjoyed? And did you enjoy any part of the day? Or did you enjoy any part of the day in the moment? Or do they just become memories? Something that was good, but I don't know that I actually experienced it. And it is very important to note that I find it valuable and necessary to have goals and to do good things. And I'm putting out there that it's just as important to enjoy your life. But like, what does that even mean? If you were to write down a list of things that you wanted to accomplish before you die, I want you to think about like what would be on that list. Maybe pause this and type it out. Now, I want you to think about if you have ever bent over to pick up a weed out of like the yard or garden or maybe a field. I don't know. Have you ever bent over to pick up a weed and then it actually was one of those vines, one of those vines that kind of weaves and tangles through the ground? I think that when we go after things like I mentioned above, the house, the spouse, the job, the kid, we imagine ourselves bending over and picking up a weed that just like comes straight out of the ground, root and all. Like, you know, that like satisfying experience. But really we end up getting that vine 
And that vine is just like leading us to the next thing. And we never get that feeling of satisfaction of like actually pulling it up with the root. So my next question for y'all is where does enjoying yourself rank on that list you made? Like you made a list of things that you want to accomplish before you die. Where did you put enjoy yourself? Where did you put experience pleasure? Because buying a house doesn't actually equal a life well lived in my personal slash professional opinion. So what does like what does a life well lived mean? And why are you talking about pleasure? Like why? So I found this article from The Atlantic written by this man by Arthur C. Brooks in January 2021. It was titled, There Are Two Kinds of Happy People. And right under the title, the subtitle read, Some of us strive for a virtuous life. Others strive for a pleasant one. We could all use a better balance. And at the end of the article, he wrote, The deeper point in all of this is an ancient one. A balanced approach to happiness in life is best. In his essay, The Natural History of Intellect, Ralph Waldo Emerson put it concisely, Characters and talents are complemental and supplatory. The world stands by balanced antagonisms. So what I got from reading this entire article, and I will post it so you guys can read it as well, is that we can't just do the right things to feel satisfied at the end of the day. We need pleasurable stuff too. We need both. And I was doing some reading, preparing for this episode, and I started to get really confused because I kept seeing the word pleasure and happiness and all these things tangled up. And I was like, okay, what is the difference between the two of those? I think it's important that we note that uh, before we go on any further. And I will say, it's easy to get these confused because I just went straight to the Webster's Dictionary to say like, oh, what's this definition? That'll be helpful. Well, pleasure was defined as a feeling of happy satisfaction and enjoyment. And happy was defined as feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. Those two definitions combined make my head do like weird crisscross circle things. I can't do anything with that. So I'm going to give you my explanation of the difference. And happiness is more of a state of being where pleasure is an experience. To find happiness, a state of being, you're going to need pleasure. Also, side note, but also this is related to what we're talking about. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter that is most notably involved in helping us feel pleasure you will see that all the time. And if you're like, what's a neurotransmitter? A neurotransmitter are like chemical messengers in our brains. They bring messages to other cells in the body. But the side note that I'm trying to make here is this is actually pretty confused in mainstream world that dopamine is responsible for us feeling pleasure. The truth is dopamine definitely helps us experience pleasure, but it's not what creates it. It alone is not pleasure itself. The reward center in our brain releases dopamine in response to pleasurable experiences, but dopamine doesn't actually make you feel good. What it does is it helps you remember what made you feel good and it contributes to motivation and like you doing it again and repeating those things. You see all the time like dopamine is like the pleasure drug or whatever when reality is oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins all are also neurotransmitters that actually in of themselves feel good. So I just felt like I wanted to say that because I saw a lot of that as I was preparing for this episode as as well. And it's confusing. Listen, I don't get all of that brain science either, but I do understand that part of it. Hey guys, Kat here, and I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think 
I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So, we have established so far that we can't achieve true happiness without pleasure. We just can't. Pleasure is something that adds joy to our lives. We need joy. A life without pleasure and a life without joy is not really a life that I personally want to live. I think sometimes we unassumingly end up taking this martyr role that very much mirrors a victim mindset where it feels like we can't take time for ourselves and we can't enjoy things. Like life is too hard. There's too much to do. There are too many people counting on me, etc. And yeah, it is true that some people have a way harder time finding pleasure because of their life circumstances. 100%. I want to definitely acknowledge that. And we really have to be careful choosing what lens we want to look out of. Very often, we do not get to choose our circumstances. Very often. What we always get to choose is the lens in which we look at our lives through. I got to talk to Donald Miller, who is an author and recently came out with a book called Here on a Mission. I got to talk to him last week on Amy Brown's podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown. She let me come do her interview for that episode with her, which by far my favorite episode of her podcast ever. It was so good. Donald gave us so much to think about. And one of the main things we talked about were the different roles we take on in life. 
in what each role tends to say in times of difficulty and then how those things affect our satisfaction within our lives. The roles were victim, hero, and villain. We also talked about the guide in this context of this conversation we're having with each other right now. The guide's not that important. But I want to tell you how he describes each one of those roles and how they respond to pain and adversity. So the victim gives into it, is buried by it, and he says they just don't try. The hero will accept it and then attempt to let it make them grow. And then the villain will take on this idea that the world has hurt me, so I'm going to hurt the world in return. And as we were talking about those roles and how we respond to adversity and pain and how to better respond so we can take on a hero mindset and live a more satisfying life, he offered us a couple questions. And one of the questions he offered us to ask was, what does this make possible? Even in the tough parts of life, what does this make possible? And the interesting thing is, when I'm actually in the hardness of life, often what that hardness is doing is making possible for me to better appreciate the small things and find pleasure in those things, which in turn actually has the potential for me to experience more pleasure if I'm able to notice and focus on the small things that are essentially more available. Now, I think it's really important to note here that in the past couple of years, after toxic positivity has become a thing and we've been talking about it more in the public, a lot of people have been afraid of talking about positivity in general and this idea of like looking on the bright side and I'm included in in that. I did an episode about toxic positivity and the difference between that and optimism and I want to revisit this concept for a second because I think it can be easily confused and what I'm not doing is trying to like tell people to ignore the fact that tough things have happened to them or they've experienced trauma or any of that. Toxic positivity is when authentic feelings are dismissed by you or somebody else by basically like being coerced, forced of only looking at good things. It involves more of just like dismissing feelings that are perceived as negative or not comfortable or icky and then responding to any of that distress with false reassurance rather than using empathy. So Toxic positivity has its roots in the idea that feelings are either good or bad, and it invites us more into that morality of feelings. Now, being optimistic is different. Asking what does this make possible is different. The thing about optimism is that optimistic people aren't just bypassing reality all the time. Optimism involves the very, very, very real idea and involves the belief in hope. Now, hopefulness is the ability to anticipate and believe in positive circumstances and improved outcomes, despite what you're going through. And what we know from research is having hope actually increases the likelihood of finding what somebody is looking for. There's a therapist that I found on Instagram about a year ago. His name is Matthias Barker, and he posted a video describing what it really means when somebody says it's going to be okay. And he says, it's going to be okay means that even when things don't go as planned, life can still impress you. And that's what optimism means to me. Not faking it, not rejecting true feelings, but acknowledging both. This isn't what I wanted and there's still possibilities out there that maybe I haven't imagined yet. So when happiness might be lacking, they have the ability to choose hope, which points you directly into a hero mindset. So what does this make possible? The other question that Donald, or Don, as he said we could call him, 
encouraged us to ask is, what big thing is this preparing me for? I really liked that one as well. Now, back to the beginning. Why is it so hard to cultivate pleasure? And also, how do we do it? Time Magazine published an article by Ellen Seidman in 2017 titled 14 Ways to Squeeze More Joy Out of Every Day. And in it, they quoted a social psychologist at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, named Barbara Fredrickson, saying, when you're young, other people orchestrate your enjoyment of life. Your parents keep you entertained, and in college, your friends make sure you're okay. But after that, the scaffolding of having a good day is taken away, and nobody's telling you how to provide that for yourself. Ella Seidman writes, what's also tricky is staying happy when you have work to do, kids to raise, bills to pay, and more work to do. Mercifully, big, costly, splashy events are not what ultimately bring the bliss. As people get older, they tend to find ordinary treats just as joy-inducing as extraordinary ones, found a study by researchers at Dartmouth College and the University of Pennsylvania. With age, the authors speculate, we're more aware of how fleeting time is, so we're particularly likely to relish everyday bright spots. So the good news here is what I'm reading in this article Pleasure doesn't have to be just on vacations. It doesn't have to be something that costs a ton of money or even takes a ton of time. And I wanted to share with you some different ways I find pleasure and then challenge you to drum up some of your own. So how might I incorporate pleasure in my life? One thing that I do is I create little baby tiny habits for myself that might not sound like that crazy and that fun and that whatever, but I look forward to them and I also very much enjoy doing them in the moment. One of those is something that I've started this year. My boyfriend and I do the Wordle together every single morning, and we make it a little competition often. We'll bet things like the loser has to buy dinner or the loser has to make coffee or something like that. I also set my alarm for way before I need to get out of bed. Then I get to lay and enjoy the morning before I have to be anywhere or do anything, and I just really love that time. I also plan things. So I find it exciting to have things to look forward to. I really like knowing that the mundane or the routine of life will be interrupted. I get excited seeing a trip on the calendar or a dinner or even just free time on my calendar. And it doesn't have to be a big thing like a trip. Even having a dinner with friends on a random Wednesday brings me pleasure. And then I also remember that pleasure gets to be service level Not everything has to have such a deep meaning. Like I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, like I can watch something just because it's funny. I can do something just because it feels good. I can eat something just because I enjoy the taste. And how I do those things is I watch what I call dumb TV. I've recently been watching Selling Sunset for one. And I also, I don't think this is dumb at all. I love New Girl. It's just a show that makes me laugh out loud and I can watch it over and over and over. And I don't have to think. And I really don't learn anything exceptional from watching that show, but I have a good time. I also follow a couple comedians on TikTok because I like getting those like 60 second bursts of energy from them. I know that whatever they post, I'm going to laugh at. So I like them coming up in my feed and that brings me like pure joy. And I listen to comedy podcasts. I don't always have to be bettering myself. You guys don't always have to be bettering yourself. So maybe today you put this podcast on pause and listen to one that's just about laughter and things that won't change the essential trajectory of your life from their knowledge that they're imposing on you, but might change it long-term because of the pleasure that they're giving you. 
And then I also always have candy in my house. And lately I've been stocking up also on popsicles. Do I need popsicles? Do I need candy to survive? No. Do I care? No. Because I want them and they feel good. And I eat them because they just taste delicious and it gets to be that simple. So how can you start to get more pleasure in your life? You can do one of those things or you can start with just like identify the small things that just feel good for the sake of feeling good. Maybe that's putting the windows down in your car, even though you just did your hair. Maybe it's a McDonald's Diet Coke because, oh my gosh, those are so good. Maybe it's somebody playing with your hair or laying on fresh warm sheets, which reminds me that I want to buy a towel warmer and I think I'm going to do that today. Maybe it's buying shoes for the sake of comfort or maybe it's buying shoes for the sake of what they look like because they make you happy or maybe it's something like a bubble bath not me personally I do not like those but if those feel good you're not doing it as a means for recovery from a workout although it might not hurt you're literally just taking a bubble bath because it feels good and if you're like well I don't know I'm trying I'm thinking I don't really know what's pleasurable to me just try things like this is your permission slip to go like try a bunch of stuff. I had a friend who went to treatment years ago and when she got home, she was like, I have to like reestablish who I am. I don't even know what I like anymore because I feel like I've just been like doing what I was supposed to do my whole life. And so she made a commitment to herself that I think it was like every six weeks she was going to try a new hobby. And in that, not only did she learn about herself, she found things she loved that she never would have found otherwise. And she just found things she enjoyed for the sake of enjoyment. And she did things like a Taekwondo class, a pottery class, a what's it called when you're an improv class. Yeah, she did improv class and she did tons of stuff and some of it stuck and some of it didn't. And so try things like make a commitment to just try things. And lastly, I feel like in all of this, I just want to say one of the most annoying things <laughs> But also something that has to be said sometimes is just do this. Please just like do it. You may never come to a place in your life where you finally feel like you deserve to just solely feel pleasure. And that's because this is not something that you have to deserve. This is not something that you earn. This is not any of that. Feeling pleasure and enjoying your life is something that you just get to do because you're a human being. And so if you're waiting until it feels like it's okay to do that, maybe you're going to have to jump the gun here. Because if you wait, and this is not something that you actually deserve or earn, you may never end up trying these things. So you just got to go. Go for it. So I'm going to leave you with the same thing that the person who actually encouraged this whole episode left me with at the Angry Therapist on Instagram. And that is, how are you threading pleasure in your life? And if you can't answer that question, this whole episode is encouragement for you to go take time to figure that out because it is necessary. So thank you for sticking with me today. As always, I will be back talking to you guys on Wednesday for Couch Talks. If you have a question for Couch Talks, you can send that to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. You can follow me on Instagram at cat.defada and you can follow the podcast at youneedtherapypodcast on Instagram as well. I hope you guys have the day you need to have and seek the pleasure you need to experience. I don't know if that one's going to stick, but it's just what came out of my mouth. So again, have the day you need to have. I will be back on Wednesday. And uh, don't forget, if you haven't reviewed 
or rated or commented on the podcast, we would love you to do that. You can now rate on Spotify. If you have been feeling left out because you couldn't rate on Spotify, you can now. So hit me with those five stars. Thank you and talk to you on Wednesday. Bye guys. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.